Hello and welcome to Still No Plan. I'm Jordan Granger. And I'm Autumn Webb and we are so happy you're here listening today and we are also so excited about this episode today. We had been trying to make this happen for like months and then we kept having to like change the date back and forth and then we settled on a date and then we forgot to show up and we're so rude and bad but luckily she didn't hate us and she wanted to reschedule so finally we made it happen today we are chatting with Sharon Brand she is the CEO and a founder of Brands Media Group she has over seven years of experience in communication digital and influencer fashion marketing and she is just so cool. She's lived in Paris and Tel Aviv and Quebec, and um, she just has such a wealth of knowledge on how to start a brand, building a business, building a brand on social media, and like really driving a a community on online, like creating an online community. And um, yeah, this episode was like pleasantly surprising. We didn't really know her or like know what to expect going into it, and we had so much fun recording with her. Yeah. She has just such a great energy. She literally gives like free consulting advice in this, in this episode. Like I was like, wow, this was worth everything that we have. Like, this is like, it literally was like such we a high paid her. <laughs> yeah. Like it was such a high value podcast, but then she also talks about, you know, how to set boundaries around her business, what she's doing to take care of herself while starting a business what she did to find success and like how she quantifies her success and found her confidence to, you know, take the leap into entrepreneurship at such a young age. And so it's really incredible for anyone who's wanting to start their own thing, wanting to start a side project. She has incredible advice. Um, and we're so happy that she came on. So thank you, Sharon, for joining us. And we are super excited for you all to listen to the podcast. I know it's funny. She was talking about the importance of like building connections And I was like, God, she is so smart. Here we are recording with her. And now as soon as I have money to pay her, I want to sign up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She has two clients. One, because we have the same business. So (laughs) two halves of a client. (laughs) Well, hello and welcome to Still No Plan, Sharon. We're super happy to have you. Uh, If you want to kick us off and just... Tell us the story about Brands Media Group. When did you decide to start it and how did you get it started? Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So my name is Sharon. I was born in Paris, grew up in Canada. And I always like to start with this just because it. I think it has a real uh, turning point into even me starting a business just because moving countries when you're just six years old really makes you know difference in your life and how you grow up and uh, seeing different cultures at this uh, this age also had a really big impact on my life. Um, after I studied and just grew up in Canada, I left uh, to Tel Aviv at age 19. And then I did a master's in New York uh, three years later. So I also was in New York in the States that really helped me kind of shape my life and really see what I wanted to do. And I've always been a really creative person, but I didn't know exactly what it is I wanted to have as a career path, just because I love journalism. I loved art. I draw also. So I'm very creative like this. And I realized that helping brands on social media was something that I was 
great at, but also that I really love doing. So when it was peak COVID, I mean, you couldn't find a better time to open a business. Uh, I decided to launch my agency. So uh, today we're a team of five. Uh, we work with clients who are all around the world, uh, but mainly in the United States and Canada. And yeah, it's been such a pleasure and such a crazy wild adventure. Yeah, it's funny. This morning I was like stalking your Instagram and I texted Jordan and I was like, she's like some crazy world traveler. Like I went back deep and I was like, she's been in Paris for years. She's been in Quebec for years. I'm like, where, what is her life story? I'm so interested in that. Um, But, and so after you like graduated from your master's program, did you work in the corporate world for a few years or were you like just immediate from the get, you knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur? So I feel like I always had it in me to take initiatives and start something of my own. I just didn't know what it would be exactly. Uh, There's a really funny story I love to tell is that, yes, I used to work in corporate world and I was actually social media managers for some brands. That's also when I realized, okay, I don't want to do social media for just one brand. I want to do it for many brands and to help as many people. But so what happened after my master's is that I had an internship in Paris uh, lined up and that was an internship I got through a family friend. So, you know, I had said yes, everything was good to go. I was supposed to start July 2020. So also during COVID. And then when I launched BMG in May 2020, I was actually wondering, OK, should I maybe tell them no right now? Because but I signed a contract and I hate saying no. If I said yes, this is something that you will never see me. Uh, do especially if you know I'm committed to it I want I don't want to disappoint anyone so I went with it so we started in July everything was going really well except I had so much work on the side so I was in Paris I was working until 1am it's actually the reason why I got our first ever team member on the team to help me manage the clients uh, while I was at the internship the whole day And three weeks in, I just couldn't do it anymore because the demand was so high. We're getting clients demand left and right. And so I actually told them, I said, listen, I have an, I have a business and I'm so sorry to do this. And I remember I cried to my manager because I felt so bad asking if I could quit. And she was like, Sharon, you know, you know what, between you and me, go, go do your agency, go full force of it. So on August 8th, 2020, I was full-time on my company. And I remember that day because that's when it hit me. I was at my desk and I said, oh my God, what do I do now? Like, this is my day-to-day. Like, I'm going to do this every single day, full-time. And that's when the story gets really good. The Those those clients, those people that I worked with, it was a big trade show in Paris. It's one of the biggest ones that they have during Fashion Week they actually still work with us, but with BMG. So they ended up asking for our services, but under the umbrella of Brands Media Group. So, you know, tables are tables have turned and things come in full circle. And that's why I always love to say, to really say yes to all the opportunities you get, because you never know in life where it might lead you. So I feel like in the entrepreneurial space, well, a couple of things. One, it's intimidating because especially if you're coming from like a collegiate background where a lot of people are pushing you into like big corporate jobs, um, it's hard to define success and it's hard to know when you, I wouldn't say like when you are successful, but like for me personally, I always have a fear of like, at what point am I comfortable leaving the job that I have now to go do something? And it sounds like you guys got pretty busy like right away. So 
in the very, very, very beginning, like when you were just thinking about this business, were there specific things that happened, like specific clients that you signed or whatever that indicated that this was something you could pursue full full time? Or did you just like leap off a cliff and see where it lands? (laughs) Oh, it's such a good question because I'm not a planner. So when I started BMG, I didn't have any one in mind that I would want to work with. I I mean, I knew brands I would want to work with, but I didn't have a specific brand in mind and I wouldn't, wasn't sure they would say yes. Uh, Everything that happened slash the three first clients who signed with us the week that we launched was all due to the network that I built as I studied and traveled abroad. So another key point is that always introduce yourself, always say what you're doing, be genuine in you know your questions. If you want to get to know someone, you never know if that person can help you for something, can work with you in the future, even today. So three years later, I'm still in touch. I had a phone call this morning with my boss, from my first ever internship that I took in Israel seven years ago. He wants to work with us. So, you know, it's it's crazy. It's really moments that where I'm telling myself, okay, everything that you do has an impact, if not now, later on. And I think that's, uh, that was really the mindset. It was going with the flow, but also being really aware and mindful that everything that I do, even within DMG, has an impact at some point, if not now, later on. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that story of like the full circle. I feel like that happens so much and especially being early in career. Like I always mentor people at work and I tell people like, take every connection that you could get and like build a good relationship because you have no idea where that relationship is going to go in seven years. So that's an awesome story. It's also like amazing that what 19, 18 year old you had the foresight to like think that way and to just behave that way and I think Jordan's also selfishly asking for us she's like so when can we quit our job (laughs) I'm like how do I define success (laughs) how many podcast listeners should we have until we quit (laughs) I mean it's so tough right because there's also this um this dilemma of do I just quit everything and do it full force because if I don't quit and do it full force then it'll never get to that full potential but it's obviously that risk that you take and you don't know where it'll lead I feel like in situations like this, where you're still doing a bit of both, it's waiting until you see that, you know, revenue stream or whatever metrics it is uh, that could kind of go up and also go above what you're working on right now. I don't believe in working in a job that you are not happy in or working in, you know, something that you're not passionate about. So if that's also something that some people are listening or, you know, that you are working a job that you really don't like, then it's about changing that job, going into some field that you do like, get all the information you can learn about the topic, you know, take it all in and then you could reuse it also for your own company later on if you start a business. When you are building a business, where do you recommend starting? Like brand first or like just overall product, service, whatever? I love this question. You know why? Because I started with a website, a logo and colors. So the whole creative aspect of it, because that's what I love. And it's afterwards that I thought to myself, all right, we need the big things now, bank account, accounting, uh, you know, the big foundations. So uh, I don't know how it is in the States, but in Canada, uh, it was okay for me to not have those big foundations built from the start. Because when you start a small business, you can still have a year 
until everything is really set. So I really worked on the marketing side of it for a year, especially because I was still in Paris. So I had the time to, you know, set up the full structure. But after a year, that's when, you know, stuff got really real. And I don't, uh, I wouldn't tell people to wait a year, like get those things done early. So my advice is start off with the branding, website, logo, colors, whatever it is you need that, you know, your brand gets recognized, uh, is credible that people are get get attracted from it and then you can go into the more logistics stuff of it so business plan your mission your vision your values for the company this sets the tone if you want to have team members if you want to have you know evolve and scale and get more clients and then thinking of the services or the product that you want to sell um and then obviously you know the marketing goes like above and beyond you can plan out strategies and plan out just so many things from it I love that. So when you're talking to a brand and they're wanting to grow like scale or like get get more clients or grow followers or whatever, what is the main channel that you recommend? Do you focus on social or is there other places that people can look to build their business? Yeah. So Again, today, Instagram is really, really the top priority for businesses because I don't know about you guys, but I spend my life on Instagram uh, when it's to look for new restaurants. It's on Instagram, new businesses. Before I buy a product online, I go on their Instagram page. Uh, it really you know, took everything reunited together, like all the social media platforms it's on Instagram in the end. It's like Instagram just became the kind of like the king queen of content, I think. And especially for brands, depending on the business that it is and depending on what you're selling, it's important to have Instagram, but to also think of other social media channels. For example, uh, we are, we might start to work with a construction uh, site company in Montreal. They want an Instagram page to showcase their project, and that's great. But LinkedIn for them would be super, super interesting because that industry on LinkedIn is really, really uh, targeted. And people who they do big renovations and big residential spaces could also be really attracted from their LinkedIn page. So we're going to do a deep dive analysis into who their target, target audience is. And from there, we're going to see which social media channel is best to um, broadcast their communication. It's very different for everyone, but I do for like Instagram is top of the list for all of our clients. And when you're building out this analysis for like who their target audience is, especially for something that's so niche, like construction, where do you start with that? Just like their current client base? Like how do you, you're just like theorizing things? Like, I don't know. Where do you start? <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question also. So we look into their followers, first of all, we kind of scroll and see, and it's a lot of manual, you know, looking at those uh, those people in this audience. We look at the people who engage because it's not enough to just have followers. You want to see who gives out a like, who get, leaves a comment, uh, things like that. And we also use some platforms, uh, some online platforms, such as Modash. I don't know if you guys heard of it. No. Yeah. So Modash is kind of a platform where you, you could analyze accounts and it gives you all of the stats. So it tells you if the account has fake followers, if uh, the audience is interested in a specific industry, it really like digs deep into the stats. And like from there, you can do a full audit on the account. Wow. 
I'm like taking notes. It's, I'm like, we need to get that. <laughs> no dash. It's interesting that you say Instagram because I was just thinking you were going to go with TikTok, like knowing where social media is right now. But then when you were explaining it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I think TikTok is a great place to maybe get your brand out there. Like you can randomly have a video go viral, but if you want to build a client base, that's actually going to engage, purchase your content, show up. Like, I feel like you're, that's such a good, like when I'm looking at hotel, I'm just booked a trip. And when I was looking at hotels, like I'm going to their Instagram, I'm going to wear their tag to see instead of like exploring TikTok. So that was interesting. Um, learning something new. So what I feel like, I'm sure a lot of brands are making, you're seeing kind of the same pattern of mistakes, like over and over and over again. What are some of those like early phase common mistakes that you're seeing that people can try to avoid when building their brand presence or their social media presence? So sadly, people who buy followers, it's still a thing, you guys, Uh, still a thing. We sometimes sign with clients and then realize that they have 50% of their audience from Afghanistan and China and India, and it's all bots. So right now, when thinking of an Instagram algorithm, you need to think of the people you engage with need to be your targeted audience. They will be interested in your content. Your content will get pushed on more. If there's bots, fake followers, uh, ghost followers, people who are inactive on Instagram that follow you but don't engage with your content, your content is going to go nowhere. So what we do when this type of things happen is that we need to clean out everything, but it just takes so much time because we have to do it manually. So we have to remove all the followers that were bought. And that just messes up with the algorithm, with your account. Uh, It could get you not verified also because Facebook knows that this happened. So it's really a big mistake that I just, like, I... I, I don't get it, but I also understand people want a lot of followers. And when you f- see it first impression, great. But I think today we're also moving towards brands who are more transparent and genuine. And even if they have a thousand followers, but a great engagement, that's something that is lovely to see. I'd rather see a brand with 500 followers and really fun content and an engaged community than, you know, 10,000 and one like and zero comments, for example. Uh, another mistake I think is brands who take themselves too seriously in the sense that they forget to add the human value behind it. So uh, I know it's not for every brand because I know there's some that still want to stay very, uh, you know, hidden and behind the camera. But the second you start putting yourself out there and you show who is it behind the brand, uh, and that's something that you're able to do today with Instagram and social media, then that attracts more people. Uh, We work with a client who's an architect and an interior designer, and people love to see her projects. But whenever we post a picture of her, people go crazy. It's like the best, like always the most liked picture, the one that gets shared the most, because people love her. She's so cool. She's She's so awesome. She looks so great on camera. So we're really pushing that for all of our clients to add in reels, videos, and just their personality go through the social media. I love that you mentioned the whole, it doesn't matter how many followers you have, but more about like the percentage of people that are interested, because that's what we always talk about with our mm-hmm. podcast, our community. It's like, we would rather have, you know, 10,000 followers and like all of them are really interested and invested in what we have than like, 10 million and like no one really cares what we're what we're doing like I think starting out we were like oh we want to go on tour and be like the biggest ever and now we're like "Mm, we just want to have like a really active engaged community and if that's five people 
we love it. We're here for those five people and we're making episodes for that, for those five people every week. On the flip side of that, what are the, the best things that you see people doing on social media? Like top three tips for really wanting to grow your brand. Yeah. And also just adding on to what you just said, imagine the satisfaction of getting 10,000 followers organically or just real and not by buying them. I mean, you can get to celebrate. This is like a huge milestone. Um, Three of the best things that I've seen on Instagram. Uh, Did you mean on Instagram or did you mean just in general? In general, growing the brand, social media. Growing the brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So adding personality for me is the top thing. I know today there's so many brands that try to look like other brands and it's great to get inspiration. But when you just add your unique touch to it, that's really when it's a game changer. And I love seeing that. I really, really love captions that just aesthetically speaking, you can read them in an easy way. There's emojis, there's commas, there are little symbols, like everything is very, very just not cute, but formatted to the brand identity. I love that. Um, And I also really love just a mix of different content. So I know reels were a huge thing and now they say carousel is another big thing. And, you know, uh, photo dump was also this big trend. I love that. First of all, obviously, we're all making the trends happen because one trend comes out, we all hop on it, and then it becomes a trend. But I also love just mixing and matching all the type of content together to tell a story. I think it's such a a cool thing. And having, at least on our end, everything that we brainstorm and that we want to do come to life, seeing it come to life, is so satisfying and rewarding um, across, you know, all the different social media platforms. So I want to pivot a little bit from this incredible consulting session that we're having right now (laughs) into a little bit more personal, back to a little bit more personal. Um, We literally just had an episode last week about your screen time and like managing being on your phone constantly and how we both feel like it's so hard and we want to be on our our the podcasts like social accounts but then we spiral down like TikTok because we're like on TikTok and then we get sucked in and so how do you when your entire business is like brand social media management find balance how are you managing your screen time or even just boundaries around your working life and your normal life when you are the brand well do you see those bags under my eyes <laughs> 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 I wish everyone could see that. <laughs> um, no, but I'm, I'm messing around. Um, I have really strict boundaries with myself on my screen usage, meaning when I'm logging off, I'm logging off. Uh, I'm also really good at managing my time. So I would work right now, at least because of my time difference, I work four hours in the morning and then I really take off from let's say 11 a.m to 3 p.m when I start to work again with my team in Canada and then I usually work until 7 or 8 p.m if I have a dinner I would end early but I feel like my screen time just because I'm able to also be outdoor a lot here has changed but when I was in Canada it's true that I was more on my computer I think that it's first of all very personal some people maybe not you know are maybe less affected by it Uh, I do think, though, that taking breaks is really important. And actually, I have an app on my computer that's called Time Out. You can download it on the App Store and it gives you a screen break every you can set it up to be every 20 minutes. I have it for every 20 minutes. So every 20 minutes, my screen completely darkens and I have to take a two minute break. So it's crazy because 
sometimes I have the break and I'll just take my phone. But then I'm like, no, 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 this is supposed to be a break <laughs> from the screen. So I, I'll just like walk around for two minutes, but it's just, you know, a question of like my eyesight just being better. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it depends. But when you're disciplined and also motivated, you can really tweak in those screen time and also know when to do other things and to really leave the computer aside. I always say my best uh, time is when I'm on the plane because I'm just fully disconnected and no one can reach me. And I wish it was like a plane ride of 50 hours so that I could take just two days off. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> I love that you say your time out session is like 20 minutes. I think people have this idea that our attention span is like so much longer than it is when I think in reality we can only actually focus on something for like 20 minutes at a time so I think some people hearing you say that are like what if I'm in the middle of writing an email so like okay just take a minute break and take a breath and you'll probably <laughs> write a better email after you get two minutes of a rest you know um yeah. since your whole you know 40 hours ish a week is your business probably more because you own it <laughs> Do you ever get sick of social media? Are you ever like, I just don't want to go on it at all for like a week? And do you allow yourself that time? Yeah, I've been asked that a lot. Um, actually, surprisingly, I don't get tired of it because I just consume it, I think, in a different way. Uh, I used to be on it all the time, all the time. And now I really just look at what my friends are doing. I look at five stories here and there. Um, I still post on my personal channel a lot. So I really still enjoy using Instagram. It's just different now also because I have a business. But I think, again, it's about differentiating your business and then you using Instagram. I also have a team. So I'm on it, yes. And I create content, yes. I manage it mostly and I overview it. But I'm not creating so much that I feel uninspired to still be on, which is great because I'll always love it. Um, and that's when you know that you're doing something that you really love, because if it wasn't the case, then, uh, you know, I would really dread going on Instagram. <laughs> um, I will ask one last question and then we can wrap up. This was amazing. I, this actually, we have a little prep doc of questions. This is not in our prep doc of questions, but I just want to ask every entrepreneur this, do you have like two or three self-care practices that you do like it sounds like your schedule is so hectic and your days because you travel so much and you have teams around the world like aren't necessarily as routine as some people's like typical nine to five is so what are the things that you do to like have consistency and sanity in your in your weekly life so I love to stay grounded if I'm not grounded I really cannot focus and I go crazy so I know it sounds very cliche um, and maybe something you've already heard but being grounded and like fully present is really really a practice I try to put in everything I do like when I'm doing something if I'm not fully present and I'm thinking of other things which sometimes happens then I'm not fully focused and it really hurts my my the next thing that I'm working on so um, by stay, to stay grounded, there's a few things that I've done in the past three years that have helped. It's meditate. Uh, I do daily meditations. Uh, I also journal. So I have a journal for my business. And it's crazy to look back at it because I read stuff when I was on my highest, on my lowest. And you really just see in the end that it's just staying consistent. Uh, my other self-care uh, routine is just listen to yourself, listen to your body, listen if you, you feel like you need a break, um, if you feel like, you know, you need to just take some time off, 
Uh, if you do feel mo motivated, then just like express it, put it out there. Uh, it really helps put out the, the energy that you also want to gain back from it. And yeah, I feel like overall, just doing something you love really helps in terms of, you know, self-care, um, especially as an entrepreneur. But I'm very, I, I just, I've always been very dedicated and very disciplined when it comes to work, my work ethics. So this has really helped me because in terms of self-care, if I need to self put in, um, I don't know, take a bath with a hair mask, I'll put it in my calendar and that night I will take a <laughs> bath with a hair mask, you know? Mm-hmm. That's really cute. I have had some times in my life where I'm like so good about scheduling everything in my calendar. And I do feel like it really helps like keep your life in it control. Um, to, it really does. to wrap us up, do you want to shout out your brand and where people can find your brand and you? Yes. Amazing. So my website is brandsmediagroup.com and the Instagram channel is at brandsmediagroup. Um, also fun fact, brand is my last name. So this is why I wanted to have it in the business. So say hi, send us a message. Yes. Thank you for coming stay on. in touch with anyone who listens. It was wonderful. And thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun.